Good morning, good morning, good morning, my loves. How are you? I am so excited to be with you here this morning, and I am so happy to welcome you to the skill set for fertility success. And as everyone is jumping on this call, I love it if you know, if you want to type into the chat, tell me where you are calling in from, because I would love to see how things are going for all of you. This is such a global audience, and it's always fun to, to see where everyone's calling in from and get a sense, you know, like where, you know, you're, you're taking some amazing time out for yourself today to be on this call. Where are you calling in from? You know, what are what you know what's going on in your life so go ahead and say you know hello in the chat if you feel like that tell me where you're calling in from as we get started and it's i you know i just got to tell you i absolutely do love doing these workshops every month because it gives us a chance to be you know women living this journey coming together with a sense of compassion and a real desire to create our own unique fertility success story on this journey. You know, it's, it can be really easy to feel isolated and alone. We each have different paths on this journey and it's so awesome. So no matter where you are or where you've been on this journey for the next hour or so, just know that you are with women who get it. It's super cool. It is an amazing opportunity. Women, who are gonna be here supporting you, who are absolutely gonna love the questions that you ask, and who are here for a common goal. It's gonna be really exciting. And you know, when we get to the Q&A session, it's gonna be awesome for you to be able to ask questions because countless women are gonna be on this call probably thinking, wow, I really am so glad she asked that question because it was really cool. So just take a deep breath and be ready to receive the material that I'm gonna share. And let me start by asking you a few questions. Let's just set the tone, okay? Are there days when you just wanna scream because it feels like you're doing everything you know to do to get and stay pregnant, but nothing seems to be working? Do you ever think to yourself, wow, something really has to change, but I don't know what? If you find yourself arm wrestling with those questions, you're definitely not alone, my darling. And you are absolutely in the right place being on this call. Because the good news is, is your success on this journey is supported by a powerful and simple to learn skill set. Yes, love, success is indeed a skill set. And even better, this skill set won't add more to your fertility to do list. And it honors your uniqueness. It's pretty awesome, right? And I can't wait to share this with you. So I wanna invite you as we get started to be fully present during our call this morning. Close out any distractions or any windows in your browser. If you're listening online, you know, close out everything other than this so you can really be present. You know, we're so busy in our lives that we rarely make time for ourselves. So just take a second, turn off the notifications on your phone and just be here. And I also want you to make a commitment right now. Just make a commitment that you're going to keep your mind and your heart open. Be ready to ask, you know, as we start getting into the material, be ready to ask, 
how can I apply this in my own life? How might this apply to me? Give yourself full permission to just take in the information and give yourself a chance to process it. It's a wonderful thing. This is about, this is an opportunity to get some real education here. So just quietly to yourself, set the intention. Are you gonna be the person that just sits there with your arms crossed? Or are you gonna be the person who asks great questions and is present? Just take a second and set that intention. So, do you have your intention set? You know, just give yourself permission. You know, just trust that you're listening to this for a reason. And there's a message in this for you. And it's coming at the right time. Okay? So, and awareness is so critical to our growth, isn't it? Because sometimes we walk through this journey not even aware that we're doing certain things. And so, just be available for the message coming to you. Okay, my loves, be, be open to the aha moments and lightning strikes. So also have a pen and paper available so you can take notes. Or if there's a question that comes up for you through any of the things that I'm going to be sharing this morning, you're going to have an opportunity to ask me questions. And so that's always like such a killer part of these calls and these workshops is, remember, it's a workshop. We get to work through this together. And it's a real opportunity for you to try out the material. And also, see how you might be able to tweak it even more for your own unique experience, okay? And just remember, if you want to ask me a question live when we get to the Q&A section, you're going to have to remember to have clicked on the, the webinar link, not dialed in, um, because then at least I can see that you have your hand up and all that good stuff, and we'll have a great interaction. So... Before we go any further, I want to make sure that I send out a loving shout out to Joanne and the entire Circle and Bloom team for making the time we have together possible. Don't we just love Circle and Bloom? They're so committed to empowering women on this journey. It is incredible. And Circle and Bloom was so influential in my own journey. It was actually the first time that I really took a moment to think that I could empower myself on this journey. And you know what we think and believe, it's, it's so intensely powerful and it's actually pivotal on this journey. So learning to visualize and do all the wonderful things that Circle and Bloom programs do is so critical. So big shout out to them. Let's send them some gratitude right now. So for those of you, there are so many of you that are continuing to jump on this call. So for those of you who are joining us either for the first time or who don't know me, my name is Roseanne Austin. I help women get pregnant. I'm the coach that women turn to from around the world who want to make success a non-negotiable on this journey. And let's put that into some context. Your doctor and your fertility practitioner is there to take care of your body. My work, my darlings, is about your beautiful mind. Because smart women who are truly committed to success on this journey, they take care of both, body and mind. And here's why. The interplay between the mind and the body is undeniable. Yet we get so caught up in the physical aspect of this journey that we completely ignore or neglect the fact that the mind and the body work together. And here's what you have to know, because, you know, that's not something that most of us are, are conditioned to understand. Um, you know, most of us are just figuring that, you know, the, this journey is just, it's the physical part of it. But the mind and body do indeed work together. 
And over 80 medical schools in the United States now are including what can be called the power of mindset in their curriculum. Scientific and anecdotal evidence demonstrate its efficacy, yet so many of us blow it off like it's secondary to diet or treatment, and it's a heartbreaking mistake. And I gotta tell you, I learned this the hard way. And as you may see, if you're, if you're tuning in, that's, that's me. And I actually do get it because I, you know, I spent years on my own fertility journey. And while I was a prosecutor in California, I spent years in overwhelm doing everything I knew to do physically to get pregnant, wondering why nothing was working. You know, and there's so many things out there. Like, and you'll see on the slide, I, like I was seriously in fertility journey psychosis. I was doing treatments, diets, lotions, potions. If there, if you could do it, I mean, if it was out there, chances are I probably did it. And you know, I spent over a hundred grand in this process and no baby. And I beat myself up endlessly, feeling jealous and isolated. And really at the darkest point on my own fertility journey, wow, you know, I, I even tortured myself with the idea that my husband was going to leave me for somebody way younger and somebody more fertile. And it, it just, it, it really brought me to my knees. You know, you see, I was doing everything I knew to do physically to get pregnant. I was failing miserably when it came to a critical piece of the puzzle, mindset. Remember what we were just talking about? The interplay between the mind and body is undeniable. And when I did the smart thing, like any intelligent woman would do, when, when I wasn't getting the result that I wanted, I had to take a look. You know, what wasn't working for me? You know, I had to find the missing link. And considering my puritanically clean diet and lifestyle, the piece of the puzzle that was missing became pretty obvious. It was the way that I was thinking. And, you know, when I look back on that, even today, like I think about how my fertility team, they were bringing their A-game, you know, my doctors, acupuncturists, nutritionists, all of these people that were trying to help me, you know, they were bringing their A-game, but I was quietly sabotaging the process with my negativity, fear, doubt, and deep-seated, I got to tell you, deep-seated expectation to fail. And what was even crazier is I didn't even realize I was doing this. I wasn't bringing my best self to the table. And in a lot of ways, I was making... These people who were pulling so hard for me, I was making their job harder. And, you know, you got to ask yourself, seriously. I mean, and this was shocking to me, too, when I really took a look at it. You know, does it make any sense to be getting state-of-the-art treatment, having the perfect diet, taking every supplement you can get your hands on, all while being trapped in crippling stress, negativity, and fear that literally floods your body with toxicity? This is why when you don't have a mindset for success on this journey, you're missing out on a powerful resource, okay? Your, your mindset, my loves, it's the foundation of everything you do and every decision you make. Therefore, it unquestionably impacts your results. This is quite logical and linear. And if you aren't getting the results you desire, you've got to at least look at mindset, okay? And when I changed my mindset and broke free from the grip of constant fear, negativity, doubt, living small, letting the statistics drive me crazy, I realized that, you know, wow, there was a whole nother way to live this journey. And when I actually started implementing the mindset shifts that I was learning, I was pregnant for the first time literally within weeks. And so you ask what was different? Me. Okay, that's how powerful your mind is, loves. 
And this is why I do this work. This is why I'm so passionate about what I'm going to be teaching you this morning. And it's why I'm 45 today with a 21 month old son who was conceived naturally after being treated at a top 10 teaching hospital and basically being told it was never going to happen for me. Okay. I beat the odds and I coach women on six of seven continents to do the same. Okay. And this is me. If you're watching online, you can see that's me. This is like the smile of a woman who beat the odds. It was, it, this was a moment and I share this with you because I want each and every one of you to understand that this is possible for you. This desire in your heart to be a mom, it's there because it was meant for you. And you've got to bring all of the resources that you can to this journey. I bet you are just doing amazing physically. What we're going to be talking about today is bringing the mental component to it, my love. So you can have, you really can have the full picture. Okay. That's what I want for you. And here's me again with my baby boy. It's so, I just, it, it just makes me so happy to share that with you because I, I remember, I mean, and if you're at a place in, and on your journey where you're saying, I don't know if this is ever gonna happen for me. I totally get it, my darling. I totally get it. And I wanna encourage you to just take a second today and just be with me here and take in this information because you can totally live this journey a different way and in a way that is going to support your success, okay? And I gotta tell you, in the past 75 days, we've had 10 pregnancies in my fertility practice and, and it's incredible. The power of mindset, bringing that piece of the puzzle to this journey, it's, it's mind-blowing. You know, you're taking care of your body. You're also taking care of your mind and really building that mindset. The results can be incredible. One of these 10 pregnancies in the past 75 days in my coaching practice, one of these women hadn't had a single pregnancy in seven years. One of them had a less than 10% chance of natural pregnancy and she had premature ovarian failure and now she's pregnant. And others had repeated miscarriages and failed IVFs. So this is totally available to you, my darlings. And if after this call, you want to dive deeper into this with me and get the mentoring that has helped change the lives of women all over the world on this journey, I'll tell you exactly how to do that. Okay? So I hope that by now, it should be abundantly clear that what I'm going to share with you this morning, it isn't just theory or something that I'm regurgitating from a book. It's journey-tested insider information from someone who has actually helped herself, that's me, and has helped her clients all over the world beat the odds. Okay, so during this workshop, I'm going to share three of the critical skills in creating your fertility success story. There are obviously more than three, okay? But these are going to be three that are the most pivotal, okay? Because whenever I teach these workshops, I, I wanna be able to give you things that you can, you can instantly go and apply in your own lives. I want you to be successful, okay? I want you to be able to, you know, whether you work with me or somebody else or whatever, I want you to be able to say, okay, these are the things that I can do today to really start shifting what I think and believe so I can support my success, okay? So these th three critical skills that we're gonna be talking about today are one, I'm going to be talking about the powerhouse skill that will bring an end to overwhelm and spinning and fertility freakout once and for all. Okay. Because when you get this skill down, it's fantastic. The next thing we're going to talk about is the device smart women use to cut through the avalanche of fertility statistics, advice, and options so they can use their precious time and resources wisely. Okay. This is so important. 
And then the third thing we're going to talk about is the clutch skill that puts women on a path to success, regardless of age, past failures, and what the experts, and I say quote unquote experts, say. And we're going to talk about so much more. So just hold on to your hats and let's do this, my loves. Okay. So make sure you have a, a pencil, some paper out, and let's get down to it. So let's talk about the first skill. And let me get that up there for you if you're watching online. Well, let's talk about the powerhouse skill to end overwhelm and spinning and fertility freak out once and for all. Okay. So let's start by framing the situation, all right? The minute we set foot on this journey, we're quickly inundated from all angles with choices, options, and information. It is absolutely easy to find yourself in overwhelm, spinning and freak out, like not knowing exactly what to do. But if you are committed to success on this journey, you can't stay stuck there, okay? You just can't stay there. Because like, I remember on my journey just being absolutely overwhelmed with the amount of information. I mean, I was already a lawyer, so I already, you know, had great study skills. I was, you know, super organized. And when I started looking into all of this stuff, it was mind-blowing. So the only way to really get out of overwhelm and spinning is you must have the, power, the powerhouse skill of decision-making, okay? You must have the ability to make a decision, all right? You must be decisive. You might be thinking to yourself, Roseanne, what the hell are you talking about? You know, I, I make decisions all day at work and at home. I've got this. But I want to really draw your attention to the fact that decision-making, it's a skill and it is a discipline, okay? And while indeed, I, there's no question in my mind that you are probably a baller shot caller at home and in the rest of your life when it comes to decision-making, and major high fives to you, woman, if that's the case. We're talking about the desire in your heart to be a mom, okay? The stakes are a little different and the emotional involvement is a little different, okay? So I want you to, to really take a second here to evaluate what's your level of decisiveness in the context of this journey. And this is not to make you wrong or to make you feel bad, not at all, because awareness is key. If you really want to change a situation, you've got to become aware. You know, you've got to become aware of where you're at right now. So this is a really cool opportunity to just get intimately aware of like, gosh, you know, what's the state of my decision making on this journey? So do you find yourself hemming and hawing? Are you driving yourself to analysis paralysis? Are you Googling till your eyes bleed? Are you talking to 10 different people who probably give you 10 different opinions before you make a decision? You know, really think about that. Or are you making decisions on this journey quickly and confidently? Interesting, huh? Like, where do you find yourself on that spectrum? You know, do you find yourself, you know, able to make decisions quickly and confidently in certain aspects? Great. You know, but, but again, the point of this is for you to really develop the skill of being decisive on this journey. And I'm going to explain why. Because look, there are loads of nuances and seemingly endless pieces of information that we have to marshal on this journey, but that only serves to underscore why the skill of prompt decision-making is so critical. There's no way to know every possible combination of variables on this journey. And if you aren't able to act decisively, 
you may be missing out on opportunities that are offered to you, which can directly support your success, which is why indecision is a recipe for regret. There are few things more expensive than regret. I mean, seriously, can I get an amen on that? You know, and even worse, okay, indecision robs you of a degree of certainty. When you make a decision, you can at least have a basic understanding of the path ahead. This is so important for us on this journey, you know, because look, the temptation, remember, we're talking about decision-making on this journey because there is a tendency to go into overwhelm and there's a lot of temptation to be just spinning and freak out because you don't know which direction to go. When you hone the skill of decision-making and learn to make decisions quickly and confidently, you keep yourself moving forward. You can create momentum rather than stagnation. You're moving toward a goal. And when you can quickly and confidently do that, you end overwhelm and spinning. You've made a decision, done, next, right? It, and I wanna really point this out. Making quick or prompt decisions confidently, that's not reckless. That's not the same thing as just shooting from the hip or, or just taking, you know, or being completely reckless. It's about getting super clear on what you want on this journey and not being available to spin, right? Because something that, that most people don't understand is overwhelm and spinning, it's just a habit. It's just a habit. And when you condition yourself out of that habit and say, no, I make decisions promptly, I make decisions quickly and confidently, you literally knock out the possibility of being over in overwhelm or spinning, okay? And overwhelm and spinning, it just weighs us down on this journey. It takes us out of our power. And, and that's not what I want for you. You can completely avoid that, okay? And here's a quick pro tip. Your ability to make prompt, confident decisions is deeply rooted in what you believe about you on this journey, okay? What do you believe about you on this journey? Do you see yourself in a leadership role? Or do you see things as happening to you instead of for you on this journey? You know, so much of your ability to make prompt and powerful decisions on this journey are going to come down to that, that sense of self. So that's a real opportunity for you to get clear. You know, what do you believe about you? And how is that impacting your decision-making, okay? Super important point. And here's another reason why I raise that. Because your physician and everyone else on your fertility team, including your friends and your family, who all have opinions and, and who undoubtedly all want to share them with you, and it's really easy to get inundated that way, the reality is, is all those people get to go home at the end of the day. You have to live with the results of your choices. And you have to ultimately keep that in mind because everyone else gets to go home. You have to live with your choices. So therefore, you have to own your decision power, okay? Does this mean that every decision you're going to make is perfect? Of course not. Of course not. We're all going to find, you know, we're going to hit bumps on the road. You know, sometimes we might be off a little bit. But that's, you know, that's just the human condition. And it's a ridiculous proposition that simply because, you know, that in decision-making that you have to be perfect. You know, we don't have time. Like if you want to be successful on this journey, you're not going to mess with perfectionism. It's going to distract you 
from really getting the momentum, keeping moving forward, and all of these things that really support your success. You know, and this notion of perfectionism and having to make the perfect choice all the time, all that's going to do is continue to keep you spinning. So remember, it's about progress, not perfection on this journey. So I really want to drive that point home with you. And I'll give you an example. I have a client who is a very accomplished physician and she's a rising star in her specialty. She had repeated IVF failures and she agonized over the statistics because she had a unique ability and understanding, you know, to appreciate them, you know, and she'd become so focused on the physical part of this journey that she was absolutely miserable. She wasn't getting the results she wanted. So she came to me about six weeks prior to her, her next frozen embryo transfer because she realized she was doing everything she could do physically, but when it came to her mindset, it was completely out of alignment with the goal. And I, I got to tell you, I absolutely love my physicians because they have a very real understanding that medicine and the physical aspect of things on this journey are not the whole story. You'd think that they'd be totally married to the statistics, but there, there is a, a very unique and powerful understanding that that's not all of it. And it's, it just is a delight. And it always, you know, my, my coaching practice is full of physicians, but it, it's so enlightening to me to see that, you know, and during our very first conversation, she had made a decision to do this work. She didn't hem, she didn't haw, she wasn't stalling or trying to make excuses. She made a decision that she was going to have all of the pieces of, of the puzzle come together, mind and body. And I got to tell you, she took this so seriously and was applying everything that I was teaching to her. And it was such a delight that her cycle, that cycle that she was preparing for, that very next cycle was successful. And she's going to be giving birth later this year. So the ability to make decisions, my loves, quickly and confidently is so critical. And so I really want to, to have you sink your teeth into that because it's so important. Really take a look at the way you're making decisions. Are you making decisions quickly or are you allowing yourself to be an overwhelm and spin in indecision? Okay, huge. So let's talk about the next skill. This device to cut through the avalanche of fertility statistics, advice, and options. And, and the point of talking about this is when you use this device, you can learn how to use your precious time and resources wisely. Okay, that's so important on this journey. When we're being pulled in 50 different directions and you know, being told so much conflicting information, this device that I'm going to share with you is going to help you cut right through that. Okay. This skill beautifully dovetails with the skill of decision. As we touched on with decision, because we're so literally inundated with an avalanche of information on this journey, you know, and with so much of it, as I said, being conflicting, it's really easy to find yourself in shiny object syndrome, you know, where we're getting distracted by every little nuance, every little possible treatment, every little supplement and all this other stuff. And you know, you've got to develop the skill for filtering that onslaught because everyone's values and situations and circumstances are going to be different. You know, we have to develop a filter. And so your filter, understanding that, that your circumstances, your values, all of those things are going to be different. Your filter may be different than anyone else's. And that's awesome. Okay. And so having this filtration device, that's the device we're talking about. 
you want to create a filtration device for yourself for this information. And you want to have it based on your own values. You want to have it based on your situation and your circumstances. Because when you have a powerful filter in place, you won't waste time and resources on subject matter that just doesn't apply to you. And I'll give you an example. You know, on my own journey, I didn't really have any reason to believe that I needed to use castor oil packs. But in the height of my fertility psychosis and before I had this internal filtration device, I was basically doing, as I said before, anything and everything that somebody put in front of me. I didn't question it. I didn't ask, gosh, does this, does this actually apply to me? Like I just was doing it. And so having that filtration device is going to help you very quickly decide, hey, do I really need to do this? You know, do I really need this particular thing? And that's critical because look, you know, instead of jumping straight into freak out about whether or not you should be doing something, when you have the filtration device based on your values and your unique situation, you get to slow your roll and you can run any information that somebody offers you about, hey, this is something you might want to try or, you know, this is another thing you can do. You just run it through your own internal filter. And, you know, maybe acupuncture just isn't your thing right? Like maybe you've tried it and it doesn't really work for you or you don't like the way it feels. Awesome. It's not an indictment of the efficacy of acupuncture. It just doesn't resonate with you. Then great. It gets filtered out. Done. You know, on to the next step in this journey. You're not leaving any room for agony or any of the spinning that we were just talking about. And when you have an internal filtration device, can you see how quickly and decisively you can make decisions? Like it's like that, you know, you already know, Hey, look, I don't value X, Y, Z, or um, like I, I was having a call earlier today with um, some of the most amazing women, you know, that I get to coach. And we were talking about, you know, we, we do all these crazy things. And I was sharing with them one of the things I was doing. And when I think back, you know, if I had my fertility filtration device in place for myself, I probably would have skipped that, you know, just like the you know, what I was talking about earlier, you know, there are so many examples of things, not because, you know, we're not judging them and we're not saying they suck. We're just saying, hey, this isn't for me. And then it, it helps the decision making move quickly. So, and that's what you want is to be able to make decisive decisions and have that filtration device. So you're not wasting time on things that don't serve you or spinning. Okay. Cause that takes you out of your power. And so you may have heard, you know, me say this before, but you know, when you have this internal filtration device, you get to stay focused on things that are actually supporting you, okay? You don't have to do everything on this journey. You just have to do the right things. And the most qualified person to decide that for you is you, okay, my love? Like, let's, let's be honest. This is about empowering yourself and keeping yourself in that power. So you want to filter, filter, filter. And I also remember driving hundreds of miles per week to this and that appointment until I developed my own internal filtration device and honed what was actually right for me. And it soon became clear that what I really needed, you know, to, to achieve success on this journey, it, di it didn't require me to travel at all. Like I, re I realized, just like I was telling you very early on in this call, like the, the thing that really felt out of whack for me was what I was thinking and believing. And so getting the coaching and mentorship it, to get the right mindset for this journey for me, it, it didn't require all that. So 
you know, you've got to really think critically, you know, be able to filter some of these things out, not because they're bad, but because maybe they just are not in alignment with what you want to do. So ask yourself, what is the state of your filtration system, right? What's the state of your decision-making? Do you trust yourself? These things are so critically important. And I'll give you another example. It's another physician. I, like I said, I coach a lot of physicians. Um, one of my clients, she, her specialty in medicine was working with kids. So her fertility journey was in her face daily, basically. She had repeated IVF failures, donor failures, and her situation, honestly, it was heartbreaking and it didn't look so hot. And she was sparing no expense, and, but nothing was working. And she realized that she hadn't looked at the mindset piece. So when she came to me, she decided that she wanted to give her next cycle the best shot. And she wanted to bring all these pieces together. She was truly at a crossroads and inundated with information. You know, she would have had the best excuse in the world to spin because not only was she educated in medicine, like she had a history of failing and there was just all these different opinions about what would work for her. So she had to very quickly learn how to filter this insanity and get clear for herself and her unique situation. And when we put that filter in place for her, and when she learned how to think that way, she made a decision quickly and confidently about her next steps. And again, very next cycle pregnant. And her son was born late last year. So can you see how the skills of decision-making and filtering are game changers? And you're going to see when I share this third skill that we're going to talk about today, each one of these things supports the other. The decision-making, having your own internal filtration device. And then this third one we're going to talk about. This is the clutch skill that puts women on the path to success, regardless of age, past failures, and what the experts say, okay? And this is, it, it is an, a fantastic dovetail to the previous two skills that we were just talking about. You know, we face the factors of time, what I like to, to say lovingly, a checkered fertility past and scary statistics and naysaying, we, we face that all the time. You know, and, and people have a wonderful way of wanting to come up to us and tell us the, you know, like they think they're, they're being nice. And then they tell us this horrible story about somebody who, you know, struggled with their fertility. And then, you know, it, it's, it's, it's interesting how, you know, people try to help out in this journey. But ultimately, we must cultivate resilience within ourselves. So we're looking at these three skills, decision, having an internal filtration device, filtering out this information, and the third is resilience. Resilience is really on my mind because it is an absolutely critical skill. And I do see it as a skill. I also see it as a decision. And I'm gonna invite you to consider both. See it as a skill and consider it a decision. And it's an important part of your filtration device. And ultimately, resilience also supports your decision-making on this journey. When you're resilient, you say, look, I don't have to be perfect. I'm gonna make the best decision I can with the information I have, because there's no way I'm gonna have it all, right? There's no way I'm gonna have every possible piece of information. So I'm gonna trust myself to make a great decision. I'm gonna filter that decision through my own values. I'm gonna you know, use my filtration device, and I'm going to be resilient. And so let's talk about resilience in the context of this journey, because 
And let's start with the definition of it because Merriam-Webster defines resilience as tending to recover from or adjust easily to misfortune or change. Very interesting, right? Resilience is about not letting temporary setbacks or adversity permanently distract or derail you from the goal. Both of those things are powerful de definitions of what resilience is, okay? And this is really, this is the holy grail on this journey is to be able to say, okay, I have faced things because, right, like I said, you know, we have time factors, we have histories of quote unquote failure, we have people telling us that we're crazy or that it's too late or whatever. You've got to be resilient in the face of that. In the face of all of that, you've got to be able to have the skill to get up and, and get back on the horse because being a mom means everything to you. This is part of your life purpose. This is not just a hobby, right? You know, and so having that resilience is so critically important. You know, when women ask me all the time in the face of re repeated quote unquote failure and insane odds, you know, how do you, how do you do that? Like, how do you, how do you be resilient? And it all comes back to the skills that we're talking about today. You've got to make a decision. You know, you've got to have the ability to make a decision promptly and confidently. You've got to have the filtration device and you've got to basically say, hey, look, you know, any temporary setback or any adversity that is not going to distract me from my goal. Yes, when things come up in our lives, it's, you know, or when we have challenges, it hurts, it sucks, but that isn't going to be the end of the story for you. Okay, that's really at the heart of resilience. And I really want to support you with this because if you're in a place where thinking about resilience, you're like, I don't know, I don't have, I don't know if I have it in me, you know, I want you to think of some of the most amazing women in modern history. Each of them faced harrowing obstacles on their road to personal victory. There was racial discrimination, sexual abuse, chauvinism, tragic physical injuries. You know, some of my own personal heroes like Oprah, Maya Angelou, Eleanor Roosevelt, Senator Tammy Duckworth from Illinois. Like, I mean, all of these women faced incredible things. They, they even, you know, one of my other personal um, heroes is Serena Williams. I love that woman. Like just all of these people, you know, all of these incredible women, they face such terrible things and they had to be resilient. They had to make decisions quickly. They had to have a filtration device because there were a lot of people telling them no, that they couldn't do something and they did it anyway. All right. So all of these skills, these are tried and true tested skills that absolutely apply to this journey. And, you know, I really want to address like, cause some of you may th think that, Oh, resilience is about denial or it's not facing facts. You know, things are, things look terrible at a particular point on your journey. Well, resilience is not about denial and it's not about, you know, failing to see the facts. It's about taking responsibility for where you go in this life. It's, you know, something is either a, a minor setback or it's the end of the road, right? Like you want to say to yourself, Hey, am I going to let this thing be the end of the road for me? Or is it an invitation to, it is it, excuse me, is it an invitation to take a new direction? We get to decide. We really do get to decide. And I want to give you an example of resilience. Give you, and this is, this is somebody, this is one of my own personal heroes. And I'll give you 
you know, super quick, just the story of Tammy Duckworth. If you don't know her story, she's incredible. Tammy Duckworth is a senator from Illinois. She gave birth at 50. She was one of the, I guess, one of the most recent if uh, female senators to give birth while holding office. And Senator Tammy Duckworth, she is a superstar. She was a, an army a lieutenant, I believe, and she was fly, um, flying helicopters and she got into a terrible crash and lost both of her legs. And she wasn't going to let those, that terrible and tragic incident prevent her from being a mom. She went through multiple rounds of fertility treatment to help herself make her dream come true. You know, she could have just you know, curled up in a ball and given up. But this woman had a very clear vision. She was able to make decisions quickly. She had a filtration device. She wasn't listening to what other people were, you know, were, you know, poo-pooing her idea of being a mom, you know, with, with no legs, you know, and, and having the severe injuries that she had from the helicopter crash that she was in. And she said, no, not only am I going to be a mom, I'm going to go and I'm going to be a senator. You know, so she's such a shining example of each one of these skills. And I really want to invite all of you to be inspired by that. And, you know, perhaps you're in a place where inspiration is really needed today. So, you know, let's recap these three points and these three skills, because I want to get to the Q&A and really help you through this and really make this, this, you know, bring this to life for you. Because look, my loves, this isn't just theory. Like I said, this isn't some crap that I read out of a book. When I look at all of my clients all over the world, some of them facing ridiculous statistics, applying these things, it, it can absolutely change the way you think about yourself and the way that you show up on your journey, because that's how we create our own certainty. We are the constant in this. And I, I want you to really get that. You are way more powerful than you think. Okay. So we want to unleash that within you. All right. Through these through critical skills. So remember, we first talked about the powerhouse skill that will bring an end to overwhelm and spinning and infertility freakout. That was the ability to make decisions quickly and confidently, okay? Quick decisions, confident decisions, and the spinning and freakout, all right? Just make a decision. Make a decision already. Don't tolerate indecision, all right? It's one thing to, to be smart and consider a decision. It's another thing to be in spinning, and you know the difference, okay? And we're not talking about being reckless. We're just talking about being decisive, all right? The second thing is the device smart women use to cut through the avalanche of fertility statistics, advice, and options so that you can each use your precious time and resources wisely. That is what we call the filtration device. The filtration device is going to be your set of unique circumstances, your values, and your situation. You want to honor all of those things. Because remember, one of the things that I said about the information I was going to share is it was going to honor your uniqueness. And it should, right? That's amazing. You are unique and you deserve that, okay? Nobody, you know, there's no reason to take a cookie cutter approach. You are different, okay? And that's a wonderful thing. And the last thing is the clutch skill that puts women on the path to success regardless of age, past failures, and what experts say. You know, what we're talking about there is resilience. Being able to say, hey, yes, I face setbacks, but not letting that become the end of the road for you. Letting it be an invitation to take a different path, okay? You want to be able to, to 
acknowledge that something didn't work out, because remember, we're not in denial. You acknowledge that something didn't work out and then you move on. You look for what's next. You know, it's building that resilience, building the ability to, to bounce back from anything and not let it absolutely take you out of the game. Okay, so the skills, my loves, that I shared today is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to creating success on this journey. And if you're asking yourself how to develop these skills in your own life, that's exactly what I teach my clients to do. And they do it beautifully. This is one of the reasons why they are so incredibly successful on this journey. And if you want to learn more about me or and the work that I do, you can go to my website, www.frommaybetobaby.com. And I also have a podcast called the Fearlessly Fertile Podcast. You can learn more about my philosophy and the way that I approach things on this journey. And if you go to www.frommaybetobaby.com forward slash breakthrough, for those of you who actually want to do this work and you really do see that mindset may be the missing piece for you, we can certainly talk about working together if you do that. So I want to give you the opportunity to start asking me questions, my loves. So you get to ask me questions now. I'm going to start the Q&A and I'm going to be hanging out with you as long as you have questions. Let's make this real for you. And I'm going to turn on my video so you can see me and I would love to have an interaction with you. So who has a question that they would like to ask me about the material that I shared with you today? And you can click the little uh, hand raising button. It should be uh, one of the options that you have on um, in here in Zoom. And so, and I will take your questions that way. So you can also type into the Q&A function of the chat and I will be happy to answer any questions. You know, what we talked about was really meaty today. We talked about decision-making. We talked about having an internal filtration device. And we also talked about resilience. And, you know, those things can seem really esoteric and it may seem a little difficult and odd, like how do I do that? So use this opportunity to ask me a question. I am here for you. You know, I'm a woman on the other side of my journey and who brought this mindset piece to the picture. And I would love to help you in your unique situation really bring this to life. So what do you have for me? You can't, I don't bite and I'm only going to hang out for as long as you guys have questions. So if you guys don't have any questions, that's fine. Um, but what do you have? Take advantage of the opportunity to get your question answered, get some coaching from me and we can get to it. Um, you know, what was funny is like, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about decision-making one of the things about decision-making is it really gives us, you know, when we are intolerant of indecision, it really makes our lives so much more, um, it, it just mellows things out. It really reduces the stress level because you say to yourself, okay, I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to give myself permission to make a decision here and now. I am not going to spin. I have a finite amount of time. I have resources. And I am not going to squander them by going in 50,000 different directions because that's what we do sometimes on this journey is we really get stuck in shiny object syndrome. You know, we're doing all of these different things, but we never really stop to ask, Hey, actually, is this right for me? Is this actually the right thing? And when you, when you give yourself permission 
to, to make sometimes the wrong decision. It, it just, it, even that, like making a decision is so much better than being in indecision. And it's such an important thing because it keeps the momentum going. And, you know, instead of being stuck in the same place, when you can make decisions quickly and you condition that within yourself, spinning and not knowing what to do and using stall tactics or excuses, you just don't tolerate that anymore. And you say, okay, I'm, I'm going to make a decision and I'm going to live with it because I know that my decision, you know, I'm making the best possible decision I can based on the information that I have. So I have a, um, okay. So I have a question coming in from Becky. Hi, Roseanne, my microphone doesn't work. So can I ask you a question? I can't ask you a question via voice. Um, what specific practices do you use to support your own resilience? I have heard great things about journaling, mindfulness, um, et cetera. What works or what worked for you when you fell pregnant with lovely Asher? Hey, Becky, thank you for that question. That's a really good one. Um, so in building resilience, I really had, and this is why I mentioned to all of you, it, a, a key aspect of decision-making and ultimately resilience is the way that you view yourself and the way that you view your circumstances. And so when you're looking at building resilience, you have to decide what you make things mean. Is a setback the end of the road, the end of the world, or is a setback simply an invitation to take a different approach? And that was one of the most powerful things that I did in my own experience because I was such a perfectionist. I call myself a recovering perfectionist because it's something that still comes up in my life. Um, but I had to decide what setbacks meant because I had a lot of them. If you saw that, that first um, or first or second slide uh in the in the workshop was that you know i had 84 failures i i spent many years in fertility treatment and i could have made that mean that there was no way i was going to get pregnant and there was no way that i was going to have my son and for many years i lived that way believing that my failures were a verdict um i'll use my you know former prosecutor uh language there was i really thought i let my my past failures be a verdict for me. And when I retooled what I believed about myself and what I believed about failure on this journey, I was able to change that. And it did incredible things for my resilience because look, at the time that I stopped doing treatment, I had no reason to believe I could get pregnant naturally. I had to trust myself. And that, that definitely came down to resilience. And that's something that you can hone. Um, I think journaling is fantastic. I think, you know, listening to uplifting podcasts, um, you know, getting coaching and mentorship, uh, you know, because we all have things that are going on internally for us. And I think that's what going to be one of the critical things that once you understand the way you work internally and you, you can set a goal and then work toward that, you can begin conditioning yourself to start thinking and believing differently. And that's definitely going to help. And so that's my cat, Vincent who decided to sit here with me while I'm on this call. So I hope you guys enjoy watching Vincent. <laughs> those, those of you that are watching on the video. So I would encourage you to try those things. Becky, take a look at what you're making things mean. You know, are our failures or setbacks a verdict for you? 
Are you allowing that to be the case? Um, I'd also encourage you to, you know, look at books about mindset, look at, at, at your current, you know, what information are you taking in? So, oh yeah, thank you. Yeah, Vincent, he's gorgeous. It's hilarious. He's, uh, he's funny. You know, you guys might not know, well, you don't know this because you probably have never seen Vincent before, but he was feral. And uh, now he's like the most tame house cat in the world. So, and I'm glad he showed up. You guys obviously like him. So thank you for the question, Becky. I would, I would definitely try. Um, I love the work of Dr. Wayne Dyer. So I would highly uh, recommend anything written by him um, because he also stands for the proposition of the power of mindset, not only in healing the body, but in healing our relationship with ourselves. So Great question. Um, I also see, I can see a live question coming up, so I'll get to you. I just saw a question from Callie and I wanna answer um, that question and then we'll go to the live question. Uh, Callie says, hey, thanks for a hugely empowering talk. I'm listening in from wet and windy London. Oh my gosh, Callie, I love it. I love this international audience. I'm actually doing a retreat in May uh, here in Boise and one of the women is coming from London, so. Um, it's, it just excites me to see what, what a incredible, uh, audience we have and truly global. So you say, lots of people say to me, you are, you're so strong, which I find really hard. I don't see resilience as just being strong. That feels, it simplifies what resilient is. I wonder what you think about this and what you say to your women when they're told to just be strong by others. Ah, oh, I think that's a really cool distinction that you're making, Callie. Um, you know, I think you're right in some ways that, you know, people say, oh, she's so strong. And while that is true, it's only part of the picture. And it, I think it unintentionally simplifies the situation. I think people, most people don't know what to say uh, to us on this journey, as with anyone who is, you know, dealing with a medical issue or you know struggling with certain parts of their lives it's very hard to find the right thing to say and i think that chances are most people they just they're trying to help but it doesn't always land in the right way um when somebody just tells me to be strong and it's it doesn't resonate with me and i feel like they're simplifying a situation or whatever I think the best thing to do and what I would encourage my ladies to do is you just take it with the love that it's given. You don't let it get under your skin. This is why we talked about the filtration device in this, in this workshop, because look, there's going to be so much information coming in from so many different directions. You have to create a way to filter that and say, look, you know, and this is why I said, you want to go back to your values. What do you value? And if you value this person or you value having friendship or whatever, you value taking people at face value, um, then you'll just receive it with the love that it's given and let it go. Um, because chances are this person does care about you. They just don't know what to say. And so you just create this filtration system saying, hey, anyone can say anything they want to me, but my values and what I believe about myself and what I believe about this journey will trump any of that, okay? Like it will always have uh, the final say. So I hope that's helpful to you, Callie, because I, you know, it, it's hard. It's, it's hard, you know, sometimes when people just, they try to say the right thing, but they don't. So you just have to have that protective filtration device around you. And just remember that 
you know, what anyone says or, you know, you get to decide what that means. It doesn't, you don't have to choose to let it mean that they're trying to belittle you or take away from what you're going through. You can just say, oh, this just means that they care about me. They don't know what else to say. So um, I'm just going to take it with the love it's given. So I hope that helps my darling. So let me see. I think I have another. Um, okay. I have another question. Actually, I'll get to that one in just a second because I promised and I am a woman of my word. If that question is still up, I thought I saw somebody with their hand up. Maybe they chickened out. I don't know. <laughs> um, I thought I saw a hand up and I don't want to miss you. Okay. I guess the hand is not up anymore. Um, okay. So I'm going to take this question um, from an anonymous attendee. Thank you so much for your generous talk. At 42, trying for 15 years and have miscarried, never carried to term, now doing IVF for the first baby. Feel very positive, excited, and not letting the clinic stats into my head. However, I'm really struggling with decision with what to do in the situation of having what they hope for, one or two healthy embryos, either to freeze all and repeat egg collections to bank embryos, as I realize if this cycle is successful, it would be too old for stimming for a second child and I'd be pushing 44 or do a fresh transfer knowing that this may be best for this baby, but it means the decision gate is closed for a second baby. Um, have made many prompt decisions on this journey, but this one has me stumped to bank embryos as I always wanted more than one child or to focus on this baby. And of course would be a huge blessing at this stage. Okay, so it sounds to me, um, Ms. Anonymous, uh, that your question is really like, you know, I, you're at a crossroads. Like the way that you see it is actually, you know, should I, should I do this transfer or should I continue, you know, stimming so I can bank more embryos? All right. And I get that you're a great decision maker. I, I love that. So congratulations. That's awesome. Uh, you're not a woman who's going to disempower herself and spin. So that's awesome. Um, and, you know, this is a legitimate, you know, like, hey, which of these roads do I take? What I would encourage you to do is ask yourself, how can I have both? What is the way that I can reframe my current situation on this journey in a way that I can have what really, you know, is important to me? You would like to have a second child. And, and look, I mean, I am like anyone, if you've ever listened to my podcast or you listen to the way that I coach people in the past or whatever, I am all about a woman having exactly what she wants. I take a stand for the and. You can be super focused on this particular cycle and you can be preparing for the future and, and present yourself with the opportunity of having more than one child. So how can you take a stand for the and, Anonymous? How can you have both? You know, and when we get stuck in a certain way of thinking on this journey, sometimes we can just look very narrowly. And what I want to empower you to do, and well, you're going to empower yourself. I'm going to encourage you to empower yourself to think to yourself, hey, how can I have both? How can I give myself the power of having both? You know, is there a way for you to accomplish both goals here? Um, is there a way for you to say, okay, I'm going to... Um, give my all to this particular cycle, and I am going to bank some embryos. Can you do that? Is that available to you? Is there a way for you to have both? You know, when you're under your circumstances, you know, maybe you, you get with your fertility team and say, hey, this is my goal. 
um, understanding my goal, what is going to be the best thing for me and take in their opinion. Remember, you're the only one, you're the only one that can make this decision, but maybe take in some additional information. Um, what are the things that could help you really get what you want? Cause I want that for you, Ms. Anonymous. I want that for you. I've, I, I don't see why you couldn't have what you want here. If you, you know, if you make a great decision from the heart, cause there's some part of you that's like, wait, 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 I don't, you know, I want to leave room. Um, for having another baby. And so how can you do both? That's what, that's what I would encourage you to do is ask yourself that question. Is there a way for me to have both? And is there, is there something that's blocking me from, from making that decision? Or is there something that's blocking me from considering information about how I can have both? So I hope that helps. If that, um, you know, it's so much easier if I'm able to have a conversation with you. Um, but if you um, want to um, have a back and forth, I'm willing to hang out a little bit longer um, for you to dial in and you can ask me that live and I can get a little more information. So maybe that could help uh, refine my answer. Okay, Anonymous, thank you for that great question. And um, one last thing I would say about that is, you know, a lot of the decisions that we tend to make on this journey, they're from the neck up. You know, we, we tend to stay in the logical and the linear. And, you know, while, I mean, believe me, as a former prosecutor, I, I have a, a lot of respect for that thinking. But there's another important piece, just like how we tend to focus only on the physical, you've got to have the mental piece. You want to have the mindset piece so that you have your mind and body working together. Well, the same is true for our thought processes. We want to make sure that we're not just thinking logically and linear. We want to encourage our heart to be part of that decision-making. And something tells me, Ms. Anonymous, that your heart is like, eek, I want another baby. So you've really got to give her, this wisdom that's in your heart, a chance to be heard, okay? So that would be another piece is like, how much of your heart are you considering in your decision-making? And if you consulted your heart, what would the answer be? I think that could be very helpful to you. So, okay, another question coming in. Thank you for this session. If your mindset is right, but you still miscarry, how do you continue on this journey? Well, okay, great question, Samsung SMG95A. <laughs> um, okay, look, there's a constellation of things that come together, mind and body, on this journey. And so when we're talking about mindset, this is not it this is not an invitation to torture yourself or blame yourself that somehow your mindset is wrong. The question is always, how can I support this process, mind and body to get what I want? You know, so is there something um, that, you know, what are you making your miscarriage mean? Okay, because look, just because you, you know, you, you're working on mindset, you are, you know, beginning to trust yourself, you're making decisions quickly and, and confidently on this journey, you know, it doesn't mean that things are always going to work out immediately, you know, and so you want to say, okay, with the right mindset, it means that I am going to see my miscarriage in a certain way. You know, you get to decide what that miscarriage means. Is the miscarriage, is the fact of the miscarriage going to support you in making different choices in the future? Or is the miscarriage going to be the end of the road for you? Only you can decide. And I'm of the position that 
when your mindset is at its most powerful, you are very committed to your goal. And you're going to, instead of ask questions like, why me? You know, you're going to ask, you know, how can this work for me? You know, what's the next step for me? I understand that I had a miscarriage. Okay, this is information. You know, is the miscarriage going to be information for you or is it going to be a verdict? Only you can decide. And there's no judgment one way or another. Um, having suffered pregnancy loss myself, I definitely understand where you're coming from. So please don't misinterpret this as being callous, quite the opposite. You just have to decide for yourself, what is this going to mean? And I'll give you an example. In my own life, and I don't expect anyone to, to make the same choice, this is just an example. In my own life, I actually used my pregnancy loss to propel me forward. I said, well, okay, um, I did get pregnant. My body knows what to do, and she will, she will do it again. I mean, th that's what I chose to, to make it mean for me. And you, you know, get to make whatever decision that you choose to, about what your miscarriage is going to mean. My heart goes out to you. I know how painful that is. I also know that you have a choice. Okay. That, that's one of the most powerful things that we have as women is the ability to make a choice about what we think and believe on this journey. And, and this is why when you unite that power of what you think and believe with your healthy body, you really do become a powerhouse. And, you know, like I said, like some of the examples of my clients that I was talking about, I mean, I've seen women come back from stuff that I was like, whoa, you know, there's not a, there isn't a lot that, um, that surprises me on this journey because I see women all the time facing the craziest things. Um, they get, you know, they, they take great care of their bodies and then they say to themselves, okay, I want to add the mindset piece. Those two things come together and they become unstoppable. I've seen women really turn some of the most insane things around. So I think anything is possible on this journey. And it, as long as you bring your, you know, all of the pieces together, you know, you really do position yourself for success because there's a lot of, you know, there are a lot of moving pieces. We're looking at your physical health. We're also looking at your mindset. You know, there's a reason why, uh, you know, mindset is getting more and more attention in, in the area of healing and, and why people are looking at it in medical schools. It's extremely powerful when we look at what, what separates people that are successful from the people that are not successful you know, we look, there are many, many, many different, you know, I don't want to oversimplify that, but a lot of the time we can see a very consistent difference in outlook, consistent difference in mindset. So remember, this isn't about being perfect. You don't have to be perfect. This is simply about how can you position yourself in the best possible way for success. Okay. So what a great question. I think I see one more. And like I said, I'll hang out. Um, to be with you guys. Okay. All right. Rose, okay. This is from Hannah. Hi, Roseanne. Thanks for this session and all the great work you, uh, you do. You are amazing. Thank you, Hannah. Appreciate that. I hope this is not a silly question. I have tuned in a little bit too late, but you said before about making a decision quickly totally resonated with me. I most recently had to make a tough decision. I got a job offer that I always dreamt about, but that would have meant being away from my husband for at least two days a week lots of extra stress and traveling. As I'm trying to conceive for almost three years and just recently having recovered from a chronic state of being sick, it just didn't seem like the right time for this job, to, uh, to take the job. Long story short, in the end, I didn't take the offer, 
but I couldn't decide that very quickly. It stressed me out for almost four weeks. So my question is, how do we know what's right? How can I decide for myself quickly in a good way? Thank you, Hannah. Oh, brilliant question, Hannah. I love that question. Okay, and this is actually um, what I was saying, if you tuned in a little bit late, one of the things about making decisions quickly, and you know, another way of saying that is making decisions promptly, being unavailable for spinning being unavailable for indecision, being unavailable for excuses or pawning off the decision-making process on other people. Like, you'd be surprised. I hear people say, oh, I gotta, I gotta go talk to my husband or I gotta do this, I gotta do that, when they clearly already have made a decision. It's, it's heartbreaking because it's disempowering. You know, it's one thing to consult other people to get their support. It's another to have to talk to 50 people to get permission. You are a grown up, Hannah, and I love it that you have, you know, the decision making quickly is something that you do. Now, that being said, you know, when you're looking to make a decision quickly, and, and I don't think, I mean, I wouldn't beat yourself too up too much, you know, four weeks is, is you know, some people spin for years. Um, so in relative terms, that's not too bad, but I can definitely see why you'd want to make decisions more quickly. Um, it really starts with what you believe about you and you have got to cultivate a sense within you that you make great decisions. And one of the tools that I would encourage you um, to play with, and I talked about this in an Instagram live. So if you aren't following me on Instagram, get on Instagram and follow me at Roseanne Austin fertility. Um, and you can see the IGTV video I did on this um, is, you know, you, you want to cultivate a sense of, Hey, I've made great decisions in the past. And Hannah, I want you to look back. You know, what are some of the best decisions you've made in your life? And I want you to make a list. Make a list of 10 to 20 amazing decisions you've made. And they can be small. It doesn't have to be like you negotiated a peace treaty at Versailles. You know, it can be something small. Like, you know, I'm thinking about Vincent, who's sitting next to me right now, um, making the decision to, to feed this guy and, and to take him in you know, even though he was feral and like all that, it was one of the greatest decisions I made. I got to, you know, be with my buddy and, you know, it, that may seem frivolous, but it's not, it's actually one of the things, you know, you want to think to yourself, what are all of the decisions I made in my life that have actually turned out really great and can demonstrate to me and for me that I actually am a great decision maker. And by making a list, it means you have tangible evidence of that, my darling. So when all of the fear comes in and all the spinning comes in trying to tell you that, who are you, Hannah? You can't possibly make this decision. You know, you don't have enough information, la, 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 la. all of that. You just pull out your list and you say, actually, you know what? I have a list of 20 things here. I have made 20 kick-ass decisions in my life. I have the ability to make a great choice here. And the other thing that I would encourage you to do, you know, because your question was, how do you know what's right? Something I said before, I really want to turn up the volume on for you. Neck down, my love. Neck down. Really consult your heart. You know, most of us, we, we, we cut ourselves off from our intuition. We cut ourselves off from our emotional, you know, this feeling in our heart, our inner knowing of what's right for us. And we, we concoct what is, you know, what we think is logical and linear. Um, when the real answer was here. Okay, so it's not, you're not making a choice between logical and linear decisions and decisions from the heart because they're not mutually exclusive. You can have a combination of both, but you just want to make sure that 
you're making a decision that includes your heart. And super quick, one of the best ways to avoid regret on this journey is making choices from the heart. That is like, that's worth a hundred grand right there is, you know, there's nothing more expensive than regret. I think I said that earlier and decisions that you have made from the heart that, that are going to, you know, cause everyone else gets to go home at night. I'm going to leave, you know, this call in, in just a few minutes and I'm going to go on and live my life. Each and every one of you has to make choices for yourself. So you want to make choices that sit right with you. It may not make sense to everybody else. People may call you crazy. Like, I mean, when I made the decision to stop treatment and just be like, okay, I know my son's coming. I have no reason to believe that he is because of my shady fertility past. It didn't matter to me. I, I knew I was done with treatment. I knew that I was going to focus on my mindset, that I was going to get my mindset right, bring that to the table with my healthy body and boom, my son got here. So I hope that helps you, Hannah. Don't forget how powerful you are here, okay? Oh, what a great question. Oh, I love it. So I'm gonna check one more time to see if there are any other questions. Nobody wants to talk to me live. You ladies don't wanna interact with me on the, just kidding, on, on video. But um, anyway, so seeing no more questions, my loves, unless somebody's gonna type something in there furiously that you want me to, um, to address, just remember, Okay, that desire that you have in your heart, it's there because it was meant for you. You know, go back, listen, and the recording of this will come out later today. Give yourself permission to, you know, you don't have to be perfect. Um, make decisions quickly. Don't pawn off decision making on anybody else. Don't use lame excuses to avoid making decisions. Be the woman that really shows up for herself on this journey. Look at the way you're making decisions. Create your own internal filtration device in the way that I um, invited you to consider. You also want to build that resilience. You know, go back, and I think Hannah's question was a great place, you know, for us all to go, is like, just remember, you make great decisions, and, you know, you've done that in the past, and you will do it again. You know, it's, it's a wonderful thing. And so, again, a great shout out, and thank you to Circle and Bloom for helping make this happen. Uh, Circle and Bloom is fantastic. Uh, if you want to learn more about me, go to my website, www.frommaybetobaby.com. I offer courses, coaching, we're even doing a retreat. And if that interests you, just reach out. And you can also catch me on my podcast, the Fearlessly Fertile Podcast. So go have an amazing rest of your day. And um, oh, got a, a note here from S. I just want to say you are simply amazing and awesome. Thank you for doing what you do. Aw, thank you, S. I wish I knew what S stood for. Um, but anyway, go live an amazing rest of your day, my loves. Remember to just, you know, remember neck down. Neck down. Give yourself permission to have a little bit more of that. And I'm sending you so much love. And you can totally do this. All right? So take care, my loves. Bye-bye.